Hey friends, today on the podcast brought to you by the Michigan Retailers Association, we had to Traverse City to talk honey with Hilbert's Honey. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I am uh, fantastic and super excited to talk to you as we're going to talk about honey. So first, for people who might not be familiar with you and where you guys are, where is the honey and what part of Michigan are you guys currently residing in? Um, well, we are currently in about six inches deep of snow <laughs> right now in northern Michigan. Uh, so we are in Traverse City, Michigan is our main hub in um, the state. We have pollination locations all over the um, upper north or you know northern Michigan. Um, we have about 250 locations that we do pollination services for all over the state. But our main hub and our processing facility is in Traverse City. Jordan Hilberts had a, a bit of a growth spurt in 2019. But before we get to that, I kind of want to go back to the beginning, like. Yeah. You know, what was the nexus to go, okay, I understand beekeeping and how to make honey. Now I'm going to turn it into a business. And then by 2022, it's this huge thing. Yeah. So uh, where it started was 1887 was the original records. Uh, so 135 years ago, uh, we started out on Leelanau Peninsula, which is a, a huge farming area. Um, we have tons, we're known for cherries and apples sure. and yep. um, those sorts of things up in this area. So initially, uh, the Hilberts were farmers and used the bees to pollinate their, their crops for a better crop. Uh, so when they realized, you know, that they're, they're pulling honey from it too, and it actually was such a niche market at the time, um, we specialize still to t today um, in honeycomb. Um, so it's a really hard process to actually extract the honeycomb uh, properly from the beehive. So that's something that we have specialized in since the beginning. Uh, so that's kind of where <laughs> we started was uh, basically just helping our own crops. And it ended up with we have enough uh, agriculture in the area that supported um, needing bees and pollination. I obviously want to talk about the importance of bees here in a second, but I want to kind of stick on something you just said. So for people who might not understand the art of getting that honeycomb out, you guys are doing it not only artisanally, right, using the skill set, but you're doing it sure. at scale. So how do you take yeah. something that requires that level of skill and kind of scale it up to an operation the size of current day Hilberts, right? Like not 1843, but 2022 yeah. when you've got a 10,000 foot warehouse, how does this scale yeah. up? Yeah, so it's just been a lot of baby steps for a really long time. Uh, so just until 2019, we said recently when we built our facility, we we have been working out of our garage on our farm. Um, granted, it's a three-car garage and we have, you know, a couple outbuildings and sure. stuff like that. Yeah. But um, we have fabricated, since the beginning, we've fabricated and added on to these um, custom built, uh, we call it a comb table, you know, a, a, a specified heating table and heating elements that, that cauterize the, the honeycomb so that we can get it in perfect, pristine condition. Um, so it's really just been baby steps and improving to see where, where things will work better. Now we're at the point uh, in 2022 that this 
uh, honeycomb table that we have custom built and the knives that we have custom built to, to extract this honeycomb um, takes about half of our, our production facility. <laughs> <laughs> so it's huge. It's a 10 man line. Um, that's for, uh, right now. And as, as we start expanding even more, you know, it'll, it'll get bigger and bigger and we'll just have to keep improvising where we need to get bigger. A couple things here. One, as you and I are speaking, there's currently, I am in Grand Rapids, right? There's currently four inches of snow I'm, in my yard. Yeah. And so for people who might not understand the, the biology of what's going on, what do the bees do right now as, as the world gets colder? Because obviously you have a facility, they are inside, at least in some of the stuff that I've seen, there are hives inside as well as wherever else they are. But like, what is a bee doing right now? So uh, winterizing bees is a pain in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> it is uh it's really difficult and we actually don't do it in michigan we haul our bees to florida and oh, wow. uh, we have a, yeah we have a facility in florida that um we have a multitude of pollinations that we can do down there uh during this time of year so we actually um don't even have to deal with winterizing our bees but it is we did at one point we haven't sure. always had the facility down in florida so um, at one point, it's all about insulating your hive. You basically feed them and don't open your hive until the spring and just cross your fingers. Um, it is a really, really hard task to successfully, successfully uh, winterize your bees without any loss. And I would, I, yeah, I was going to say, I would imagine like humans that are doing home beekeeping, this is probably the moment where they lose the hive, right? They don't know, they don't know how to winterize properly. And that's kind of the end yeah. of it. And they start yeah, over. It, and it really is. Um, and even so, so you already know that your colonies aren't going to be as strong coming into the spring as when you went into the winter. So you already take that into consideration. So if you come out, in the spring with something, you know, with still some movement in there, you're still good because they can, you know, they build strength very, very quickly. But um, yeah, it's really hard uh, as a person that puts so much soul <laughs> into keeping yes. something alive yep. uh, and then not have to basically touch it the entire winter. You feed it honey, you basically feed it sugar, you know, once or twice during the year and that's that's it wow. you know you just kind of hope for the best all the males get kicked out of the hive so that <laughs> there's more room for yep. <laughs> more room um and basically they just uh they ball up and vibrate for the entire winter they ball up around the queen keep her warm and keep her safe and and that's really the main goal is to do make it out of the winter with the queen, you're, you're doing good. I want to ask a question about scale, because obviously Hilbert's is continuing to grow. And I've done a, a number of pieces with Brian and Bees in the D. And for mm. as small of an organization as that one human wrecking machine is, he puts yeah. out an incredible volume of honey. But I'm wondering, like, give me the, re like, how much more are you, you know, because you guys are a huge facility. So in, I don't know, metric tons, gallons, whatever, however you're measuring, like, you know, in a year time, how much honey is coming out of Hilbert's? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I don't have the numbers in front of me for this year yet, uh, but from last year, um, we took around 200,000 200, pounds of honey. Wow. Um, 
So there's 12 pounds in every gallon of honey, you know, uh, as far as like how much it weighs, it's definitely more dense than water. So sure. uh, we have uh, 275 gallon vats that we um, keep them in and store them in. And uh, we have a whole wall stacked of honey <laughs> of, of those huge totes. So last year it was just under 200,000. It's a lot of honey. And so that does not include, that's just liquid honey. That doesn't include the honeycomb sure. that yeah, we yeah. pull out. Um, so yeah, we do um, a lot of commercial sales to, to, to push out volume like that. Um, and that's something that honestly, we have kind of started stepping away from a little bit. Most businesses start small and, and go for that bigger um, commercial bulk customer. And we kind of started there, you know, and we're working our way back now to be able to um, keep our honey local. Um, there's a lot of, uh, when you sell commercial and bulk sales like that, there's a lot of white labeling that hap sure. happens. Yeah, yeah. You yep. know? Um, so not necessarily if that's a bad thing, you are supporting um, the economy, but I just, we really, we've gotten to the point now that we can we put our product in a jar for the first time and we have it on shelves and we're just so excited to be able to, um, you know, kind of take over Michigan with it. And so, you know, stepping back from our, our commercial and bulk sales has kind of been a big part of that. And I know some people kind of roll their eyes at it a little bit because they're, you, at some point you do take a financial loss for that you know, just trying to keep it small and keep it in your community um, when you're already at kind of a bigger scale is, you know, it's, it is a risk, but that's kind of where we're at right now. We've, we've dove into the retail market now. Uh, we, in 2020, we, you know, finalized our brand and just started pushing it. So uh, yeah, that's where we're at right now. We have a small little store and we're, we're gaining wholesale momentum and getting the honey out there but to be honest it's not really about the honey it's about the bees yeah so, so let's I, I will <laughs> ask you know at the end I will ask like yeah. how people can get a hold of it right but but this is kind of where yeah. I wanted to get yeah. because you yeah. know as someone who drives their neighbors crazy while I'm continuing to put wildflowers in and pollinating beds and all these sorts of things <laughs> and they're like what why do you want these things around Jordan explain to people why we need these things around yeah uh, I mean we wouldn't have food. We'd be really hungry. Right. Yeah. Uh, so one third of our crops that are produced in the United States um, are, it's just important for bees to be able to um, give that to us. Uh, we wouldn't have a third of our food if it weren't for pollination. Wow. That's insane not a whole bunch of them, but some quick tips is, you know, we're in the winter, so people aren't going to start this, but as they, they think towards spring, cause we'll get there eventually. Right. Um, you know, what ways can people with their own homes kind of help facilitate if forget, if they're going to build a garden, that's not what I mean, but what sort of things could they do in and around their homes to make sure that they're a, a place that bees can kind of do their thing? Um, the biggest thing that, uh, we are, we like to preach is we're, we're organic farmers. Uh, we are able to uh, keep our bees in no spray areas, uh, chemical free, pesticide free. So that's one of our biggest, biggest things that we um, like to talk to our, our consumers about and, and 
just a tip that not not everybody thinks about I know that it is like yeah 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 you know don't don't spray don't you know no chemicals but there's a lot of people that don't actually follow you know that guideline and a lot of um not a lot but some of of what we deal with with colony collapse and stuff like that a lot of it has to do with these high agricultural areas that um which we are fortunate enough to not really deal with that um but so in other states you know these high agricultural areas are are dealing with you know multitudes of of just death in their colonies because of the amount of chemicals that they're they're exposed to so um, for one, knowing what what is around your area, um, so that was that's a big thing with with our livestock is that we have such a good relationship with our farmers and their neighbors that we know if anybody's spraying anything, we can literally come and take our hives out um, so that they are not in contact with any of that. So that's a huge thing, huge thing in the spring um, when we start gardening, gardening and stuff like that. Um, another thing is um, when bees are first coming out of their hives for the winter and they're hungry and pissed off, they, um, they really uh, need things like the grass not to be mowed. Something is so silly, but it really, um, they eat a, a ton of stuff that grows in that grass, you know, clover being a, a huge part of northern Michigan area um, and I know that uh, there's many other things that bloom in the spring that, that the bees really thrive on and their first their first trips out of the hive are like so important for for the health of the colony through the summer so um, just being aware we do no no mome is around here so uh, not doing you know a ton of Spring cleanup actually helps a lot too until a little bit before summer, not right at the beginning of spring. I don't know, they're kind of silly things, but it's just stuff to be conscious about that's, that gives them a good head start. I cannot impress on people enough kind of just the power of the bees themselves, right? One third of the food that we get, but the honey it, itself, you know, if you're somebody who suffers yeah. from allergies, I'm not a doctor obviously, but, oh, yeah. but honey has helped me an incredible amount, right? And that's just because yeah. there are bees around here who are making honey that I can use as a pollinator to make sure that I don't really, yeah. I don't really get allergies anymore, right? Yeah. Um, so, for, so people, Jordan, who are listening and and think, okay, because the minute I heard I got to talk to you, my brain goes, okay, this part of the country where this honey is made, it's gonna be special. If people want to get a hold of it for the holidays, you know, how do is there an online store? Do they have to come visit you? Like, how do they get a hold of Hilbert's Honey? Yeah, we do have an online store. Um, that was part of kind of our rebranding in 2020. We opened um, a little storefront in our our big facility that we built. Um, and so you can get it right here in Traverse City and also online. Um, and we're in a couple of small uh, grocery retailers um, around the state as well. Um, nothing like Meyer or anything like that. Um, kind of just mom and pop shops. Um, there, we're in like the Cheese Ladies down in Kalamazoo. Oh, awesome! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like so. Uh, yeah, we're in quite a few few shops um, downstate, but that is kind of our, our next goal for the 
for the next year is possibly finding a, a bigger distributor to be able to to spread a little bit farther. Right now, it's literally me here in the snow bay. <laughs> Well, Jordan, thank you so much for the time. Uh, we are happy to hear from you and, and love the growth that's happening with Hilbert's. Have an awesome holiday season and uh, good luck next year. Thank you so much.